Hello and welcome to the First In Football Show. I am your host, Tobias Brown. And folks, we are back with another episode for you guys. Today, I am joined by Divine Buckram. Divine, how are we doing today, man? I'm great, man. How are you? I am doing well. It's a pleasure to have you on, man. I, You've got an interesting college story, you know, that I want to jump right into. You started your career at Lehigh, correct? Yes, sir. So you played, was it four years? Did you end up graduating from Lehigh yes, and sir. then yep. using the fifth year of eligibility to go to Lamar? Is that correct? Exactly, exactly correct. So tell us, how did you get to Lehigh? What was your recruiting process like coming out of high school? Gotcha. So um, I picked Lehigh because they were actually my first offer. Um, I got offered um, going into my senior year. So I, I got the offer over the summer. Um, and then after I got that one, I got and I ended up getting another four or five more. Um, got it from Lafayette, Holy Cross. Um, a couple of Ivy Leagues and then the Air Force came after as well. Um, but I ended up picking Lehigh because they were the first. They, they kind of showed the most love. I had a real tight connection with the coach that was recruiting me. He actually went to my high school and I went to a super, super small private high school that really nobody goes to. So we kind of had that um, that high school connection. And it was it was just a perfect, um, perfect blending of academics, football, like a winning culture. It wasn't too far from home. So, yes, sir. So you go to the FCS level. Can you talk a little bit about what playing D1 ball was like at the FCS level? We all know the big, you know, power five schools and everything, mm -hmm. but you were still D1, still had all the perks of D1. So what was that like? Um, I mean, it was really, like you said, it was, it was still college ball, it was still division one ball. We just didn't have really um, as much money as, as, as all those bigger schools. Um, but I mean, talent was there. Talent was there on my team. Talent was there myself, obviously. Talent was there and everybody were playing. Um, so it was fun. It was fun to compete. Um, it, but it was more kind of like a, at, at least I'm not, I can't speak for all FCS programs. I've only, I've only been at two, but at least Lehigh was more like just put your head down and work type of culture. And if you want something, you just, you just you just go and get it. Nothing's really given to you. You just put your head down and work for it. So that's, that's what I really was drawn to it from uh, coming out of high school. So you go four years at Lehigh, get a degree and also very successful on the football field. You had that extra year of eligibility. A lot of folks don't understand red shirt plus COVID year and everything that right. goes into that. But how'd you get to Lamar going from being a New York kid coming all the way mm -hmm. down to Texas? Yeah. So, um, yeah, like you said, I, I ended up uh, I ended up getting on the field my freshman year. So I ended up starting the second half of the season. So I didn't get any uh, any retros. So I played my uh, started my, my freshman, uh, sophomore, junior year. Then senior year, obviously COVID hit. Um and then we had that when we had that last spring season going into my uh going into my May graduation that, that last spring um I played the first game and I actually got a concussion um before the last two so I only got to play one game of my senior year at Lehigh so um I got the extra year uh, ended up picking Lamar and then um I had um I had offers from a couple couple schools um I mainly boiled it down to Lamar um, Mary State and Sacred Heart but I picked Lamar just because. It's Texas football. You can't really like I got it on my shirt. You can't you can't really beat Texas football. And I kind of just wanted to get out the the Northeast. I've been there my whole life from high school, uh, college, and then obviously growing up in the city. So I kind of just want to get a different feel. And um, I had a real tight connection as well with the with the DB coach that was recruiting me there, Coach Cordova. So I want to ask you a little bit about the talent you played with at both Lehigh and Lamar. Obviously D one, so there's going to be some dogs there. But people mm -hmm. may not be as familiar with both of those programs. So can you educate us on some of the guys that you played with? that, you know, maybe folks aren't as familiar with or some people that we need to have on our radar? Uh, on the radar, I mean, I got a lot, at least from Lehigh, you know, I got, a, I'm, I'm real tight with the DBs, of course. I was kind of always the leader of the DB pack my last couple of years. 
of both Lehigh and Lamar, but um, at, at Lehigh, um, the Trail Wimberley and Taji Leach, those, those are definitely two big names. Um, then I got my man Nate Norris, who's also a linebacker. He's uh, he's in his sixth year, actually. And then um, at Lamar, I got, got a couple guys like TJ Jackson and then uh, Austin Gothney, a, a linebacker and safety, respectively. Um, they're, they're both they're both good players. So, so you obviously finish up at Lamar, but the career wasn't over at that point. What went into you preparing for the NFL draft? What did that look like for you? And then leading up to the draft, you know, finding an agent, what's that process like? Yeah. So uh, for me, I was kind of, um, I'll be honest. I wasn't, I obviously always had dreams of playing um, professional football, but uh, I was kind of, you know, being kind of more of a going at it as a more realistic approach. Um, but I was like, you know what, you know, this is something I've been dreaming of my whole life. So why not go for it? So I kind of decided um, towards the end of my, my last season at Lamar that, you know, I'm going to start training for my pro day and go for the draft and everything. So <clears throat> after my last game, I, I declared for the draft. I started um, pro day training um, out in Pittsburgh um, with Grissetti Performance. Um, and I actually found my agent from like my guy I just mentioned Tyler Jackson. He was a, he was a junior on the team at the time. He's a senior now. So it's actually his agent. So he put me on with him. Um, so I ended up connecting with him, uh, made that happen, and, you know, just started training for my pro day out in Pittsburgh. I was there from January all the way up until the beginning of April when I had my uh, my pro day at Rice in Houston. So um, train there, had my head down, train and eat, sleep. You know, that, that's really it and train. Um, then flew down to Houston for my for my pro day, went went pretty good. And then um, well, the last couple of weeks before the, before the draft, I got to, you know, just spend some time at home with my family since I haven't really got to spend too much time with them. Um, and then I kind of I was hearing a little bit from from teams. I was hearing a little bit um, from other teams, but um, I wasn't entirely sure what was going to happen. And uh, one of my good friends from back home in New York, he's actually here with me now in Germany, uh, playing in the GFL. He has signed um, with the team I'm on now. Uh, I believe it was March. So um, the coach from from the team I'm on now obviously hit me up and said, "Hey, you know, if the league doesn't work out, we're here for you." So um, I wasn't hearing much um, up until draft day, and then day three came of the draft, where I knew, you know, this is the day I would hear something after the draft, if if anything at all. So we actually, um, it's kind of crazy. Me and my family actually planned a little like going away party. So we had a Potsdam Royals thing because you know I figured we was going to Germany. Oh, I was going to Germany, and then. Um, 7:30 around um, the night at the night after day three, I got a call from uh from the Steelers uh, and they invited me to mini camp. So we kind of put the the Germany GFL thing on pause. So I went down um to mini camp for the weekend and ended up here after. So what was that experience like? Just being at mini camp, it's a dream come true for anybody to just get their foot in the door of an NFL mm -hmm. facility. What was yeah. that phone call like? What was just being there for the weekend like for you? Yeah, it was surreal. Um, it was surreal. I never, never really cried that much over a phone call in my life. Um, but it was like, it was, it was kind of like a dream come true. Um, you know, my my whole college career, every every time the draft would come around, I would watch, you know, guys, guys getting that phone call and be like, damn, you know, it'd, it'd be nice to get that phone call. So when I did, it was kind of perfect because I had all my family around, my close friends, my roommate, uh, my roommate from Lehigh even drove up from New Jersey. So it was, it was just a nice thing. And then, um, uh, after the phone call, you know, I, I just grinded for the last couple of weeks. I wasn't doing anything crazy um, going into mini camp. And then um, a mini camp itself was amazing because I've always been a, a Pittsburgh Steelers fan myself. So it was kind of cool, you know, being being um, being called by by my favorite team. And um, I, 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 I think I think I did a pretty good job there. Um, I was with the ones and everything um, going uh, uh, during camp. And, um, you know, the, the, guy, the guys, the scouts and everything told me just keep working and uh, be ready for a phone call if I do get that phone call coming back. So it's ever since then, you know, playing football now. So I, I can't complain. I'm gathering film and uh, I'm just ready for any opportunity that comes next.
So if you were with the ones at the mini camp, was Kenny Pickett there? And if so, you think he's the future there for your Steelers? Um, I was kind of really focused more on my job and the defense, <laughs> kind of like I always been. Um, but he, he he's definitely a good player. I'm not you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shoot, but he's definitely a good player. But I think I, I think it's gonna be a good battle between him and uh, him and Mitch whenever he does get his time on the uh, on the on the playing field. So we'll see what happens. But you alluded to it. Your career definitely far from over. Like you talked about, you're in Germany now. So yep. with the Potsdam Royals of the GFL, what is that like? A lot of people aren't as familiar with European football, but can you yep. give us a little bit of insight as to what that's been like for you? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't too familiar with it until, until a couple of weeks before I got out here. Um, but it's um, I actually actually learned first about it from um, one of my guys that I trained with, um, Mike Benucci. He actually played in Italy. Um, a few years back um, when he was when he was still playing. He's coaching now, training receivers in Long Island. Um, but he told me a little bit about it. And, I, you know, my, my two favorite things I love in life is football and traveling. So, I'm not, you know, it's kind of a perfect opportunity for Gus present itself. And, uh, you know, the NFL, CFL stuff doesn't work out. Um, so, like I said, my roommate um, right next door, he actually came out here. So, we kind of were talking about it leading up to it. He told me he was having a great time out there. And then my coach was obviously telling me about his experience. And then um, this, this, the, the, the Royals kind of always showed love to me from, from, from the first time they reached out to me. Um, they, they've been wanting me to, to get out here for a long time. So it was kind of perfect when I did. I, I finished minicamp Sunday, I believe, the 16th or 17th of May. And then uh, Monday, I was on a flight to Germany. So it was, it was a quick, quick turnaround. And ever since then, it's been, it's been amazing. It's been, uh, I, I never been, I've, I've never been away from my family this long in my life. Uh, going on going on five months now, but you know I, I loved every second of it. I'm becoming even more independent than I already was. I'm kind of just exploring a new culture and can't can't complain when you're 12 and 0 on on the way to the German Bowl. So so that's a little bonus. Most definitely, and you alluded to it. You guys actually have that bowl game coming up for the championship. What what's that mentality been like as you prepare for that? And just what's the journey been like going from the mini camp, the unknown, hopping on the plane, and now. You're what a week away from playing for a championship? Yeah, yeah, week and a half. I mean, it's I kind of um, I kind of just been taking everything day by day and knowing that um, you know, anything can change in in, in a snap. So um, kind of just being grateful for everything that happens and you know, just like I said, just taking everything day by day. Um, at least the team, team wise, we're going into it kind of like we belong there. You know, I, we we don't want guys to be surprised that we're going to the German Bowl or surprised at the big stadium and the lights and the fans. It's kind of like you know, we we kind of been talking about you know, being, being GFL champion. So now we, we got a chance to make it true. So you alluded to the fans and I want to talk about what is the fan experience like with the GFL? Because we see the NFL and we see when the NFL travels over to Europe and mm -hmm. what a large support football has in Europe. Can you talk yeah. about what it's been like for you over there? Yeah, I honestly was surprised. Um, I didn't really know football was this popular outside of America besides, um, besides uh, Canada, of course. But, you know, at just put, playing at my first game, you know, just looking to the side and seeing how many people were on the sidelines and, and the stands and seeing how passionate they were, that was kind of, that was probably the biggest thing that kind of not caught me off guard, but, you know, I was kind of just surprised by it. But it was, it was a good surprise, of course. And then um, it's, it's, it's different, obviously. Um, you know, after, after the games, we actually get to, get to walk through the crowd and, you know, sh shake everybody's hand and say thank you. That's kind of probably like that's as, as, as probably my favorite thing we do uh, culture-wise out here. So I think it's, it's, it just shows a great, great appreciation for the fans. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great atmosphere here. And I want to talk about the talent you're playing with over there in Europe because, again, people, you know, if they're not familiar with the game, they may be wonder, well, is the talent level that much different? You're actually playing yeah. with a lot of guys who had a lot of success here 
collegiately in America. And a lot of guys who are from Germany and other countries who have had success in the European pro leagues. Can you talk about some of the talent you're playing with right now? Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, we have guys on our team um, that have played in the NFL for a little bit. We have guys that were all Americans um, at, at their, at their prospective colleges. And, um, and then of course we have the German guys and other European guys. We have a guy on our team. He's our center. I think he's won nine, nine championships out here. And you know, he, he's, he's obviously a little older, but you know, there's talent, there's talent all over the league. And um, the, the GFL is actually like the, the probably the most competitive league out here, which is why, you know, that's one of the main reasons why I actually chose to play for the Royals because I want to be around good competition. And, and every every team we play against, they have numerous guys who can easily play um, in America, whether that be XFL, CFL, um, NFL. So it's, it's definitely good competition out here. You know, and on this show, you know, I talked to you a little bit. We, we like to educate people. So I want to transition a little bit and educate some people on your position specifically, being a defensive back, you know, folks oftentimes think, well, your job is just to make sure the receiver doesn't catch you. Well, there's a lot more that goes into being a DB besides that. So I want to ask you, how did you learn to be so good at not only covering routes, but also, you know, pursuit angles, anticipation, what goes into just being a well-rounded defensive back? Honestly, I, I, it's probably going to sound cliche, but for me, it's, it's been film, 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 film. So, um, I kind of I kind of started taking film more seriously closer to my my junior season uh, at Lehigh. That's when I started watching a lot more film, being a lot um, better at watching film. There's different ways to watch a film. You could watch film and learn stuff, or just watch film just to watch it. Um, but you know, I watch a lot of film. Watch a lot of um, college guys, other college guys. I watch a lot of pro guys. I watch the greats like Dion. You know what I'm saying? I, I kind of watch everybody. But doing that and then really just just putting it putting your head down and working. Like I said before, I spend a lot of time in the weight room, a lot of time on the field. Um, I kind of, I kind of ask, ask other, ask other guys about what my kind of weaknesses are, and you know, I just, I just work on that, build on that, and obviously my strengths, I kind of just keep building on that as well. Um, but you know, it's a lot. Um, yeah. Have you ever played another position besides defensive back? A lot of times we hear guys who maybe started on the offensive side of the ball and then yeah. flipped to defense. Was that the case for you at all? And I, I kind of always played DB growing up. I started off as a corner from when I was about six years old, and then um, when I got to when I got to high school, I, I I finally got to convince my my uh my my head football coach to put me at running back for a little bit. So I got I got busy at running back a little bit my senior year of high school. But other than that, it's kind of always been a corner, and then I just started moving on inside and into safety these last few years. You know, and I would I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you. You're actually our first. New York high school prospect we've had on. So I got to ask you, what is football like in the state of New York at the high school level? I'm actually, <laughs> I, I'm, I am a New Yorker through and through. I was born and bred in Queens, but I actually went to boarding school in Pennsylvania. So I don't know if I'm still the only Pennsylvania high school guy or not. Hey, we, we did have a guy from Aliquippa, PA, but I'm always yeah. interested with the boarding school aspect is actually really interesting because mm -hmm. we're based out of Ohio. And, you know, here the private schools play the public schools and there's a lot of, it, it's interesting. You said you went to a small boarding school, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It was about an hour outside of Pittsburgh. So we're not, we weren't far from Ohio. We, we played a bunch of teams from Ohio every year. So what was that like going to a boarding school like that and playing, you know, different schools and traveling that much? What was that experience like? It was, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, I mean, the biggest part, honestly, for me was just leaving my family at 13 years old and kind of just living by myself and doing school by myself. Um, but it was kind of when I wanted, I just, I just wanted to get out of New York, get, get out of the, you know, the, the, the craziness and the, you know, the, the crazy neighborhood I was in and just kind of be around something new and just try to, just try to grow uh, individually. So that was 
kind of the, the hardest part, but I adjusted quickly. Um, football was was obviously different from, you know, you go from being playing little league from, from six to 12. And now I'm 13 playing high school with a bunch of guys that are like 17, 18, even 19 and 20, because you could, you could do post-grad years at boarding school. So, you know, my, my first year, um, I didn't really, I didn't really see the field too much. I was just doing special teams, but uh, I still remember, um, my last game, my freshman year of high school, uh, we played a team in Ohio, actually. It was, uh, I believe it was Western Reserve. So we got back, I think it was like 10, 11 at night. And then um, we got back to the field house and I went straight to the weight room. Then ever, ever since then, it's kind of been, it's kind of been history. So it, it was a great experience. It was, it was a great experience. So I got to ask you, what, you know, if any, are there many rule differences between, you know, the American football we see here on Saturdays and Sundays versus the GFL, or is it all pretty much the same? It's, it's all pretty much the same. We use NCAA rules. So it, it, every rule that, that the college guys use in America is the same. So unfortunately, if, if, a, if a receiver only gets one foot in out here, it counts. But yeah, that's really it. So I got just a couple more questions for you, man. I appreciate you coming on. I want to ask you, you know, obviously we've talked a little bit about the talent, the fan experience, but what's one thing that you would want people here in the States to know about European football and the opportunities that exist for guys to continue their pro careers outside of the United States. I mean, really just that, that, you know, there kind of is another outlet. Um, if you don't, it's, it's not, it's not always NFL or nothing, you know what I mean? There's obviously you got the, you got the new leagues that's coming in the USFL, CFL, uh, XFL and stuff, but you know, there's always the, there's always football overseas. And, you know, a lot of people here overseas sports, they kind of think of basketball, soccer and all that stuff. But, you know, surprisingly there is football and there is very good, good competitive football out here. Um, and like, like me, like if you just kind of just want to get out of America, just want to see the world a little bit while still playing good football, while still playing good football, um, definitely come overseas. Um, Germany has been, a, it's been a great experience. The league setup has been great. We have, we have a uh, design breaks where we can still, um, still like rest our bodies in between and still get to travel around a little bit. So it's, it's been great. So I want to transition. I told you, you know, on this show, we like to give advice to high schoolers because at one point we were all high schoolers. So I want to start by first, you know, addressing a high school defensive back specifically. If you could talk to a high school DB who's asking you, you know, for some advice on how to get themselves ready for the next level, what would be some things you tell them to focus on to really help take their game to the next level? Right. I think um, that's a good question. I never really got asked that question as far as defensive back specifically. But um, hearing that, I think, honestly, I would say work on the mental part of the game more than anything. Um, obviously, if you're trying to if you're trying to go play college football, you still got to get bigger, get faster, get stronger. But um, when it when it comes to your freshman year of college, if a DB coach sees that you know what's coming before it happens and you have confidence and you know you can you can move good, obviously. But if you if you're smart, if you can learn to play fast, then you'll be on the field. And that's that's just the end of the discussion. It doesn't matter if you're the biggest, slowest, the fastest. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. That's that's really all coaches really care about. So kind of just learning the game. And, um, and then obviously still putting your head down and working on the field and in the weight room and everything like that. So then I want to follow that up with, you know, obviously you got to play D1 football. And a lot of folks sometimes think that if you don't get to go to Alabama or Georgia or Ohio State or wherever, that it's not a success. But what would you tell a kid who's coming out of high school who's got offers, but maybe they're not the biggest in the world, the most mm -hmm. glamorous? What would you tell them about those opportunities that are ahead of them? Just be grateful, honestly. You know what I mean? Just playing playing college football, playing playing football, playing football after high school is a blessing. You know what I mean? Mo most people in the country don't don't even get to do that. So just be grateful for where you are. Um, just be where your feet are and kind of just accept it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you still 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 shoot for the stars and everything, but 
uh, be where you are, just put your head down and work on being the best player you can be and everything will kind of work itself out because talent, talent is always shown um, through hard work and everything. And if you're really talented then pe people will find you. And so last question for you, man, we got to ask, because obviously a lot of people are going to want to know how this GFL final goes for you guys. When is the game and where can people check out how this one went for you? Got you. So the game is uh is next Saturday, um, October 8th. Uh, we're going to be playing in Frankfurt. Um, and there's a streaming link, um, just like just like the rest of all the games. So if you want, I can I can tweet that out or something. We can um, we can share it like that. But it, it'll be live streaming and everything. It should be should be a real good one. I haven't I haven't really played for a championship since I was about 10 or 11. So it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be big. So it's going to be fun. Most definitely, man. Well, Divine, best of luck to you next Saturday. Hopefully bringing home a championship. It's been an absolute blast having you on, man. We appreciate it. But that's all we got for you guys this time. Like I always tell you guys, rate, subscribe, and review to the podcast. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Have a good one.